Julian King with you on SEN Summer Mornings, 0457736736 Australia, 5 for 346 at Stumps on day one. I thought we'd catch up with Gavin Robertson, former Australian spinner, to get his assessment of what happened over there at Optus Stadium. He's on the line right now. Morning, Robbo. Good morning. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm going very well. We've got to start with Dee Warner. You know, it's interesting, isn't it? In the build-up, the Mitchell Johnson stuff that people cite, the, the home-and-away record and all, it, it's like everybody's looking for a reason to knock this bloke. And not to say that he's perfect, but you go back to when he made his debut, T20 debut for Australia, hadn't played a first-class game. It, it seems to me, and then he had to convince them that he was a Red Bull player as well. It just seems to me that Warner Robbo has sort of spent almost his entire career trying to convince people, either personality-wise or ability-wise. And he's delivered now 164. Oh, look, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I, I got... Um, look, when it's all said and done, when he started, we saw him as a T20 player. And we're talking back to, you know, 2010, 2011. But it only took him really 18 months to own and prove that he was a test player and he changed his whole structure of how he thought not just how he batted, but mentally how he thought. So, look, when you and you look at his numbers, 2011 right through to 2020, absolutely brilliant. And the only reason, and, and look, I mean, with regard to, and you're saying, Julian, like, why are they talking about him in a negative way over these last, what would you say, 12 months? Is that one of the primary things you're, you've wondered about? Yeah, probably last even 24 months. And, you know, I think the questions can be asked, but I suppose after yesterday's knock, that's sort of the answer to say, well, this is why we've been hanging on to, to David Warner. It's it's really simple. And, look, I, I honestly think that um, the Australian public has been confused by it, but it's very simple. And, look, I'm, I'm, let's just pretend there's myself and there's about eight other blokes and we've all sort of played cricket together for you know, 20 years. And basically what we've worked out, if you look at the numbers today that, like Dave's, the only reason he's been spoken about is because the last 44 innings, um, he's averaged 28 with the bat out of those 44 innings at 1,240 runs. The only reason he is still there is because there are no list of players knocking the door down saying, excuse me, sir, I'm doing really well at shoe cricket. I deserve to be in. So we don't have the stock. And that's why Dave has been lucky enough. And he's still, yes, he's still good enough. But that is why he's been lucky enough to stay on in test cricket for these last three years. The other simple thing for the public to understand is, let's just pretend for one minute it's 15 and 20 years or 25 years ago. Then if you go through the numbers, um, you're talking Dean Jones, uh, Martin Love, Mark Waugh, Greg Blewett. The list is about, I think we've come up with about uh, 12 players that basically got between four and seven months of failures and low average scores Uh and they were dropped because... There wasn't one player or two players waiting to get in. There was nine to 14 players waiting in shield cricket to get in, averaging 45 to 53. And that's the only difference. And I think we haven't really been fair to the 
the public. I think, you know, Cricket Australia or someone really, it shouldn't be sort of me or the older players having to explain this. The only reason that David Warner's name has been brought up is because of his numbers. The only reason David Warner is still there is because there is no young stock coming through. Yeah, I think about, you know, Slater, Hayden, Elliott, for example, you know, the 1,000-run shield seasons, com- competition at the top of the order. The other thing there, I suppose, too, Robbo, when you look at his record, 100 tests, how much currency do players build up uh, to give them a bit of leeway when they go through lean trots in the test team? Oh, look, they do, yeah, absolutely. Um, but as again, you know... If you're going back to the, the look at the three players you just mentioned, I mean, what did they get? They got about uh, between six and eight months of failure, maybe a year at the most of failure, and they were gone. I mean, Michael Slater, you know, seventy-four tests. His numbers are really good, but he had a he had a bad seven, eight, nine months. Gone, finished. No, no more playing because there was someone else who could come in. And all the, the primary difference is there was lots of stock of there was let's say, a dozen players waiting to get into the Australian team because they deserved it with their numbers. Today, in theory, there's only really Bancroft from Western Australia and that's about it. And that's the... Um, but this is... this is this. I think your, yours and my conversation over this six minutes should delete anyone's worry because that's the factual situation. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's interesting what they're going to do post Sydney with regards to that position. Oh, you know, the more I think about it, the more I think they're going to try and find a way to squeeze Cam Green back into that side, potentially at the top of the order, as we've seen, I suppose, with Shane Watson. Let's turn to the attention on the field yesterday, 5 for 3.46. Uh, what do you think, realistically, the Aussies would be hoping for this first dig, Robbo? Oh, look, I think they want 500 and declare. Um, you know, I wouldn't go on too much longer today. I'd really, I'd really be aiming to be aggressive to get one or two partnerships going, which they can. They've still got enough batsmen to do it. And uh, 500 declare, get them in and really aim to... Because one thing that I noticed yesterday, were you absolutely blown away how constant the ball moved all day in in Perth? It blew me away. It was was remarkable, even... Just before the Newball, 79 overs, it was still doing something. You know, that, this is why it was disappointing, because Pakistan were really wasteful at the start of the innings, I thought. But that final session, Robbo, and Shazada thought bowled beautifully to both Carey and, and to Marsh. So it's doing a bit. So they did well to see it through to stumps, Pakistan. But, well, you know, if they'd held a couple of catches, say, it was a very different match scenario. Well, just say you and I, right, we're just having a, a, a lasagna at the pub together watching, right? And when you say to me, oh, Robbo, we've got to get the packies in because I reckon we're going to knock them over for a certain figure. What would that figure be? What would you say in the first innings? What's your guess? Uh, look, looking at Stark, Cummins, Hazelwood, and knowing how to put the ball in the right areas on these Australian pitches, you know, if you could knock Pakistan over for between two and 300, I think you're doing pretty well. I think that's good. You and I, we, yeah, we're on the same page. I'd say two sixty-five. We'll knock them over because mm. I just am blown away by the shape. And I, I think Pat Cummins 
uh, Mitchell Stark will be really on the money. I, I, I think the ball, to me, as you said, the 79th over is still shaping. It happened all day. The wicket's very good. I'm very impressed. We've obviously grown up with the Wacker. The new deck is very good, and I think we're going to be all over them, and 500 is is very much enough runs, and let's get them out there. But I just think that um, what did they do wrong? They just dropped too many catches. Yeah, yeah. And again, like when, Shahina Freedy, you know, yeah, he's a class player, but I thought very wasteful with that first near ball. And they didn't pick a specialist spinner too, Robbo. I mean, you know, particularly spinners of, of Nathan Lyons. Ilk, he's four away from 500, uh, indestructible mm-hmm. if you remove that calf injury from England. But, you know, he, he's going to relish yeah. this bounce, isn't he? I think he'll he'll do well over there. He really will. And, and look, you know, look, look, if you look at the uh, framework of the Pakistan bowlers, the four or five spinners they've got, they're te- technically they're, they're, they're not bad, they're good, but they're not in the claim Mushtaq era, you know, the, to me mm. I'd like to see, if you watched the bowlers yesterday um, you know, sliding around the ball, not, I, I want to see and I'm talk, when I'm talking to young off spinners I want to be, if I have my chance again, I, I want to be Nathan Lyon, I want to be someone who drives over the top of the ball to me, if you look at Shane Warne, you look at Nathan Lyon, was it spin where they got all of their wickets or was it bounce? And you will find from the stats that it's bounce. And what I lacked and what most people, and if you look at the spin <laughs> bowlers you watched yesterday from Pakistan, they lack bounce. And that's because you, any young people out there listening now, yes, bowl an off spinner or a leg spinner, the drive over the top, so you got that ball... Wanting to yeah. go forward when it bounces and bounces high, and I think that's why Nathan Lyon's been so successful. And I was a little bit disappointed, um, but mind you, Pakistan—they're used to old, sort of flat turning decks, and this part of the world is very different for them. Well, you said driving over the top. I was about to say, how did you get your wickets on Australian pitches, Robbo? Yeah, well, I mean, I was six foot four. I was sort of lucky, but when I do look at my technique, you know, look, I was reasonably happy with my bowling, but. You know, for, at, at a 57 year years of age, I'd say, I'd say to young people, you've got to keep getting over the top. It's very easy to get lazy and start to cut down to the down the side of the ball. You're still bowling an off spinner or even a leggy, but it's like, say, Zampa, for example. Zampa doesn't Zampa bowls reasonably flat, a lot, a little bit like Swepson, and what they both lack is bounce. Uh, Shane Warne, remember the bounce that he would get. Stuart McGill got amazing mm. bounce. So to me, the learnings for me over the years, um, you know, Anil Kumbh, if you remember him from India, he obtained yep. bounce. Yep. He didn't spin it a lot. But it, as Steve Waugh would say, or Mark Waugh even, or, or even Mark Taylor in, in just chatting at golf, the most difficult thing for a batsman is to face when, when the ball is bouncing because all of a sudden... The inside edge is dangerous, and silly mid-on and silly mid-off become even more dangerous. Good to get your thoughts, Roa. Good to fly. Best of luck to the Aussies on day two. Hopefully they can press home the advantage. I can see the big bison uh, chipping in with some some fast runs <laughs> as well, mate. Uh, yeah. Go well. Thanks, Robbo. Cheers, mate. You have a great Christmas, and uh, I'll be with SCN for the SCG test match. Looking forward to it. You take good care. V- Yep, great stuff. There he is, uh, Gavin Robertson, uh, sounding in better health too, Robbo. 0457 736 736, breaking back with more.